Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. I know you all like to celebrate, because I like to celebrate, and I know you do too. We're all, we're all celebrators. We're in a country of celebration. I know we go through difficult times, but there's times we celebrate even in difficult times, and I know it makes a difference. Thank the Lord for it. We have a lot to be thankful here today as we consider resurrection. Amen. Now I'd like for you to lift, lift, your, lift your head up to the Lord. And I want you to give him a big smile today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I want to turn to the book of Luke, chapter 15, verse 7. Luke 15 and 7. And uh, we're going to preach to you on this subject today for a few moments. Celebrate. Celebrate. The book of Luke 15 and 7. Do you realize that in heaven there is a great celebration that goes on? And um, we think we know how to celebrate. We don't have anything on heaven. Heaven knows how to celebrate. Praise God. The book of Luke, chapter 15, verse 7, And I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Heaven rejoices. And I want to preach on the subject, celebrate. Celebrate. God bless you. Turn to someone there, you give them a handshake or a smile or something, and then you may be seated. Praise God. And this is a time of celebration. Before the service is over with today, I feel like we will understand that we have a whole lot to celebrate. A whole lot. Celebration of resurrection is really about going from one level to a higher level. That's what resurrection was. When, when Jesus was um, died on the cross, they buried him in a tomb. And, and then when after three days, he resurrected. So he went to a new level. I realized he was walking upon the earth for a period of time and then ascended up into the heavens. But he came out of the grave and resurrected, and he went up to a new level, which we know uh, he, he did that for us. But he did that so that we can have an opportunity to go to another level. Not stay at the level that we're at, but to go to another level for all of us. But the question is, I guess, are you really happy uh, at the level that you are at now? I, we could probably ask that of all of us here today, we all would probably say, no, 
I want to go to a higher level in whatever that it is. And, and I know that we want to go to a higher level to be, to be better in the Lord, to be able to walk in his presence. And then at one day as we part this earth, we want to go to the heavens. And we want to rejoice with the Lord in heaven. And I can only imagine what it's going to be like in heaven when we get there and the celebration is going to take place and the victory that is going to take place because we realize we have made it. Yes, yes. Amen. We have made it. Amen. So all through the Bible, all through this Bible, there, this is a book of celebration. This is the, the, the Israelites, they, they celebrated different feasts, different events. They celebrate even today the Passover. They celebrate the coming out of bondage in Egypt it was all about a celebration. It was all about uh, remembering the great things that the Lord had done for them. And, and on that note, we have a lot to celebrate here today. I know, I know that this congregation are celebrators. I know that. I know. I, I know we, you know, we as human beings, we celebrate birthdays. We, we look at that day, a very special day that you came into this world and you came into this, 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 this world, it changed this world. Whether you realize it or not, your life has made a difference in this world. So we get together, we, sometimes uh, people have balloons and they have those little blow things and they blow, uh, you know, I don't even know what they're called. All I know is they're little noisemakers. And sometimes after the party's over, you like for them to be just kind of thrown in the trash can, but... But we celebrate, we, 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 we have a cake, we put a, candles on the cake, we have them blow the can, candles out on the cake. We're celebrating a birth, and that birth, of course, mine is getting further and further away from the day I was born, but yet we still celebrate birthdays. We celebrate anniversaries. Uh, we remember the day that we got married. It could be a marriage. It could be a, uh, how many years on the job. It could be certain accomplishments. We celebrate anniversaries, events, years, and things that happened in our life that were very, very special. You know, we even as Americans, uh, and I know other countries do also, but they celebrate the new year coming in. Good to see the old year leave. It was so good to see 2019, 2020 leave, and then of course 2021. Now we're in 2022. Can you believe it? I remember back when they were afraid that planes were going to fall out of the sky when we turned to the year 2000. Anybody remember that? Raise your hand. Thought planes were going to fall out of the sky because computers didn't have the calendars that went to 2000s. I don't know what happened. Something happened and uh, it worked out. A lot of fear for nothing. So we celebrate these things. We celebrate the new birth of a baby. Amen. We celebrate those times. We, we are excited about what's happening. We celebrate uh, sometimes a touchdown in a Super Bowl that wins the game. And, and we celebrate that event. Um, I waited over 50 years to see the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl again. And finally it happened. I'm looking forward for it again. So we celebrate. We celebrate. We, we celebrate when someone hits a home run. I know that I have seen people in this congregation get excited about different events that happen in your life. You get so excited about it. And you 
celebrate it and you cheer when something great happens. But, you know, um, and I do remember years ago, and some of you might not remember, some I'm sure do, that the St. Louis Cardinals theme song, I'm not, you know, we're, we're just kind of looking at celebration, but St. Louis Cardinals theme song back in the 80s when they won the World Series in 1982, I was at Gateway College of Evangelism, I was in our, I was in our uh, uh, apartment at that time, and um, all of a sudden, the end of the game, I heard people celebrating, I heard horns going off, I heard fireworks going off, I heard all kinds of things happening as they won the World Series, and their theme for that year and the few years after what was uh, after that was some of you might be able to say it what was the theme song at that time celebrate good times come on that's what I'm saying here today we need to hey there's nothing nothing can compare to the resurrection a home run baseball going over the fence has nothing in comparison to what we're going to celebrate here today Amen. We're celebrating the power of a death, burial, and resurrection. Hallelujah. Yes. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of thanks and praise here today. Praise God. So I know that you know how to celebrate. I know that. I've seen people that, that were very quiet and reserved and you couldn't get a word out of them and all of a sudden something great happens and they're just cheering and celebrating. Oh, my, my, my. I've seen that. I've seen it happen. There was a celebration that took place even in difficult times. Sometimes people celebrate not just in good times, but they celebrate in difficult times because, um, you know, they want to see a new victory come. So why not celebrate when things are not going well? Amen. Not just in times that everything's going perfect, but the author, uh, Leo uh, Bascalia tells this story about his mother when he was growing up uh, of, of a dinner that they had and they called it the misery dinner. Can you imagine? I've never seen a dinner that was miserable. Well, take that back. It wasn't my wife's dinner. I've seen a few dinners that might not have been that joyous. <laughs> but it called it the misery dinner and here's the reason why. It was the night after his father came home to the house and said it looked as if he would have to go into bankruptcy because his partner, uh, in his words, had absconded with their firm's funds. What that absconded means is he secretly hid with the firm's funds and they couldn't find him. He took the funds and hid himself somewhere. But as his father brought the bad news home, um, his mother went out and sold some very valuable things that they had and she went and bought food for a very scrumptious feast. Other members of the family scolded her for it, but she told them that the time for joy is now. When we need it most, not next week, we need it now. So she began to celebrate, celebrate. Yes, it was a tough time. They were thinking about they're going to have to call, uh, call and go uh, in a bankruptcy court because of this. But her courageous 
act, you know what it did? It rallied this family to the point where they began to get on board, they began to overcome, they began to find a great victory, and they overcome this struggle of bankruptcy because of a mother that they called a misery dinner, and she began to make a meal and said, come on, let's celebrate. So you see, celebration doesn't just happen when everything is on the mountaintop, everything is victorious, everything is going great, But it can also happen, it can change the atmosphere of your life when you begin to consider to celebrate even when you're down at the lowest depths of your life. God wants us to celebrate today. Today is the day to celebrate. No matter where you are in life, you have much to celebrate over because you have a God that gave his life for you and for me And he gave it so that we can go from this level to a higher level in him and be victorious in the Lord. Amen? Amen. We're going to celebrate today. Think about what God has done for you. We could go through this congregation today and we could hear testimonies of how God has healed you. How God, when the doctor said it can't be done, we've, we've seen and experienced events and we got testimonies here where God helped them in the time of financial trouble. We've got testimonies here where God lifted them up and touched their life when they didn't think there was any hope for the life. But we've got testimonies here today of what God has done. But if, 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 if you begin to think about it, if we just consider what the Word of God says that he died on the cross, he shed his blood, he was buried in a tomb, and he resurrected out of the tomb. That is enough to celebrate here today. Amen. Amen. I'm celebrating today because Job 19 and 25 says, for I know that my Redeemer liveth. He's not dead in a tomb. He's alive. He came up out of the tomb for you and for me. Amen. This life in God, it isn't dead. This life in God, it isn't dried up and boring and miserable. I tell you what this life in God is. When you consider the resurrection, it gives you a celebration in your heart and in your life because it brings forth a message of life. It brings forth a message that is alive. This book right here is not an, yeah, it's an old book, but it's a book of life. It's a book of joy. It's a book of hope. It's a book of blessing. It's a book of strength. It's a book of healing. It's a book of deliverance. Oh, and it's for all of us. Not just me. Not just certain people. All of us. Thank God for the resurrecting power. But it's a it's not dead, dry, and boring, and miserable. It's alive. It's full of joy. It's a time of rejoicing. It's a time that is exciting in the Lord to be able to pray and seek God and find Him come through with the needs in your life. It's a time of celebration. Amen. In the book of Luke, chapter 15, verse 7 through 10, it says, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth. More than over the 99 just persons which need no repentance. You realize that one sinner coming and surrendering to God 
is there is so much rejoicing in heaven. He loves the church, but you know what? There is more celebration and, and, and victory to heaven because of one that repents. God actively, in this story, talks about, he actively seeks out those that are lost. It said that he leaves the ninety and nine, the sheep, Sheep sometimes begin to walk away. They, they, don't, they, can't under, they start bleating out of their mouth trying to find the rest of the flock, but they, they, they're, they're seeking, they're searching. But yet we find that, that as the shepherd uh, hears the bleating or maybe doesn't even hear the bleating, but yet he leaves the ninety and nine and goes out after the one. You see, God is actively seeking out those that are lost. He, he does not do it grudgingly. He, he does it instead. He searches after them. God finds the sinner more than the sinner does find God. He's searching for us more than we're searching for Him. He is going out and He's reaching and He's searching to try to find us when we are lost. And He will leave the 90 and 9. It's not that the 99 is not important, but He will leave the 99 and go after the one that is, that is lost and wandering, trying to find the flock of God. You see, God is actively seeking. That's what it's all about. Heaven has a celebration party, a resurrection party. When someone comes to him and repents of their sins and their life is lifted up to a higher level, there is a resurrection that takes place. So heaven is rejoicing. The angels are having a shout down when someone comes and gives their heart and life to the Lord. Dancing around the throne. You know, we have seen uh, uh, dancing in the house of God. We've seen people get excited and celebrate for things that are so exciting to them. But you cannot imagine what it's like in heaven. I, I, I think... I think the angels of heaven have a smile, an angelic smile upon their face. And, and, and you know, some people, uh, you know, get excited about things and they begin to do the moonwalk. If I could do that, I would do that right now. I can't do it. Some of you can't. But you know what? If the angels in heaven feel like that that's what they have to do, they might be doing the moonwalk around the throne of God. You know why? Because they're excited. They're celebrating the joy of the Lord. Amen. They're, they're jumping up and down. I can only imagine what it's like in heaven as someone prays and seeks God and finds that deliverance and the celebration that goes on in heaven around the throne of the Lord. I can only imagine what it's going to be like when we get to heaven and we're ready to go before the throne of God and we're beginning... We're, we're at that place of realizing we've made it. We've made it. It's all over with. We've made it. Eternity with God and the rejoicing that goes on. The celebration. Bush Stadium, St. Louis Cardinals Stadium right now has nothing upon heaven, I'm telling you. <laughs> nothing upon heaven. Oh, talking about a celebration. If anybody knows how to celebrate, the angels do. If anybody knows how to celebrate, God does. Yes. 
Oh, it's going to be an exciting time. But even before we get there, when we begin to pray and pour our heart out to God, someone is going to be touched, but yet someone's going to be raised up to a higher level of resurrection. But there's going to be a rejoicing in heaven, and there's going to be a celebration like you've never seen before. Oh, I'm excited. Because someone has found a resurrection from the pit of sin. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Luke 15, talks about the celebration of the lost and found. It says, Either what woman have ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle, and sweep the house, and seek diligently till she find it. And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends, and her neighbors together saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. <laughs> I know how it is when you lose a coin. Matter of fact, I know how it is. And it happens more frequently, for some reason, when I lose my keys. Anybody ever lost your keys? I need to get a key finder somehow so I can find my keys. But sometimes when you, when you, when you know you've got your keys... And all of a sudden, they come up missing. That is the most aggravating thing that I have ever experienced. Not the most, but very aggravating thing. Or if I lose something that is very valuable to me. And if I lose my, when I lose my keys, I get, you know, I'm trying to retract the places that I've been, the coat pockets that I put it in, the places where I laid it, where I last seen it, where I last had it in my hand. And I start searching, trying to find it. And that's exactly what this woman did. But you know what happens when you find it? Such a small thing. Keys, a coin, um, a, 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 a notepad, an iPad. I've had that before too. Ended up, it was right where I put it. <laughs> I put it in places where I won't lose it. And then I end up forgetting where it's at. But you see, when you finally find the keys and when you finally find the coin and you finally find that iPad or whatever it is you've lost, you know what? Uh, there is a celebration that goes on inside of your, your heart and soul and some people are going to look at you like you're nutso. But you're excited. You're excited about what's happening. You're celebrating. And yeah, maybe I need to lose my keys more often so I can celebrate more often. I don't know. But you see, there is a God in heaven and the angels of the Lord in heaven. He was typing this like that a woman losing 10 pieces of silver, she shines a light on it and she sweeps the floor. When she finally founds it, she begins to tell everybody about it. She begins to rejoice about it. She found what was lost and that's exactly what God does for us. Heaven is rejoicing. I know today because someone is giving their heart to the Lord today it's a celebration day and like in Luke 15 and 10 likewise I say unto you there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth that is what it's all about just over one sinner that repenteth repentance
That's how powerful repentance is and how it affects heaven. You might think you're the only one that even cares about it. You're the only one that hears it. No, trust me, what happens is the heavens are listening in to that repentant heart and celebration begins to take place. Celebration. When I realized that Jesus resurrected out of the grave, I realized I have hope and you have hope here today. I can't help but rejoice and celebrate over the victory that God has given us today. The greatest joy of my life is the gift of salvation and there is still a resurrection today in the power of the Holy Ghost lifting us up to a higher level in Him. Oh, we got a lot to rejoice about. You know, in, in, uh, in churches, you know, people wonder why they clap their hands because they're cheering it on. You know, wonder why they lift their hands because they're giving praise and honor to God because God has given them hope and given them life and given them victory. You know why people will sometimes leap for joy because they're excited about what God is doing in their life and sometimes they even dance before the Lord. It's all biblical. Matter of fact, it says even make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Sometimes when I sing, it is a joyful noise. I had a friend of mine, I hadn't seen him in years since Bible school days, and I started talking to him, and he said, oh, he said, you got a preacher's voice. Uh, I guess my voice has changed <laughs> from when I was 17 and 18 years old. You got a preacher's voice. Sometimes I, when I began to sing, I get those little squeaks come out. You don't have to raise your hand, but I know you're guilty of it too. Uh, I can sing so much better in some closed in when I'm by myself in the car type of places. But you know, I begin to sing and sometimes it's a joyful noise, but I'm excited about what God has done. He's given me hope. He's given me joy. He's given me happiness. Amen. I could dance before the Lord because I'm excited about that resurrecting power. I can clap my hands because I'm rejoicing over the power of God. I can, I can lift my voice in praise for the Lord because I can realize resurrection. Resurrection. Oh, we're celebrating today. You see, God's intention for salvation is not man's intention. Man's intention is different than God's. God's intention for salvation is total deliverance with a total commitment to the Lord. God's intention for salvation is coming as you are bringing the baggage and laying it at the altar. You don't have to get it all worked out and figured out before you give your heart to the Lord because that would almost be impossible. But when we bring it to, to the altar and give it to the Lord or call out to Him, He is a God that begins to do a work in our lives and He begins to rejoice because there is a raising, a resurrection, amen, from this level to this level and even higher in Him. That's His intention. His intention is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. His, his intention of salvation is eternity of a beautiful bliss in heavenly places in Him. Repentance, a turning, lifting the burdens off of our heart, off of our soul. 
where we tried to do it ourselves, but God lifts it. God lifts it up. Amen. It's, it's all about a baptism of taking on the name of Jesus and washing away the old life, the old ways, the old past, the old hurts, the old struggles, washing them away and finding a new direction in the Lord. Amen. It's a remission of sins. And there is a power and salvation of the Holy Ghost that leads us and guides us in all truth. As the Bible says, it is a comforter. It is a resurrecting power that lifts us from a level to a higher level in Him. question is, again, do you like the level you're at or do you want to go to a higher level? God's given us opportunity here today to rejoice in the resurrection power in him. You see, Jesus' purpose on earth spells it out very well in the book of Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. And uh, it also talks about it in the book of Matthew. But when you look at the, the, the purpose of Jesus on the earth, it says in Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Think about it. To bind, this is his purpose. He's come to bind up the brokenhearted. You know, brokenhearted, the heart's scattered all over the place, but he comes to bind it up. He came to proclaim liberty to the captives. Not bondage anymore. And the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Opening the prison to them that are bound proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn comfort to appoint unto them that mourn listen to this to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Oh, that they might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. If you've received salvation in your life, why not celebrate? But if you haven't received salvation in your life, why not celebrate? <laughs> because there's hope. There's hope. Here today, you, you can have a resurrection. You can go to that level, from that level where you're at to a higher level in the Lord because that is what God is going to rejoice in. For one that repents, it's yours to celebrate. Romans 6 and 5, For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Planted in salvation, repentance, baptism, in the name of Jesus.
and filling of the Holy Ghost. And when you're planted in these things, you're going to have a resurrection in the likeness of His resurrection. Celebration. Celebration. Let the weights be lifted in asking God to forgive you. Let the weights be lifted. I know I've been there and I've done that. I felt weights lifted when I asked God to forgive me. Take on the name of Jesus in baptism. Wash away the past. It's time for a new life. And when that resurrection comes, receive the Holy Ghost and feel the glory and happiness flow through you like you've never felt before. Oh, I'm talking about a time of celebration. Psalms 30 and 5 says, For his anger endureth but a moment, in his favor is life. But then it says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. As we stand here today in this sanctuary of the Lord, his presence is here. If you will just simply believe the word of the Lord that has come to you today, there is a rejoicing and celebration of victory and hope for your life, for all of us. <laughs> and you could say in Psalms 30 and 11, Thou hast turned me, my mourning, into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. You see, there's a lot of misconceptions about salvation. There's a lot of misconceptions about resurrection. There's a lot of misconceptions in our world about what it's all about. Until you have received the resurrection power for yourself, I cannot explain it enough how great and how glorious that it is but it just starts with us asking God to forgive us amen it is a time of celebration it is a time of victory amen celebrate what God has done here today oh celebrate would you do this with me would you raise your hands close your eyes lift your voice to the Lord Oh, it's time to thank the Lord for what He has done. He wants to turn our mourning into dancing. He wants to turn our hard struggles into a victory. Oh, yes, God. Lift your voice to the Lord. Let's celebrate today. Oh, if you want to ask God to forgive you, just open your mouth and say, Lord, I give my baggage to you. It's yours. Hallelujah. If you want to come to this altar, come on. If you want to stay at your pew and ask God to forgive you, just give it to Him. It's a Praise us through His blood He gave us.